Book Club. I'm your host, Diana Koch. Here we are in September, and it's Fantastic Fest time. On today's episode, I'll share a preview of the murder mystery thrillers to look for at this year's festival, along with exploring our Jalo of the month, 1972's The French Sex Murders. Fantastic Fest is the largest genre film festival in the U.S., showcasing horror, fantasy, sci-fi, and action movies from around the world. Presenting secret screenings, world premieres, and upcoming genre films such as Smile, The Menu, Bones and All, and Triangle of Sadness, Fantastic Fest runs in person starting September 22nd, followed by a virtual experience beginning September 29th. I know Jalo the Month Club listeners are always looking for challenging and thought-provoking cinema, so I wanted to mention a few of this year's festival entries that are sure to fit the bill. Acclaimed filmmaker Park Chan-wook is responsible for such genre films as Old Boy, Stoker, and The Handmaiden. Now he's bringing us Decision to Leave. A detective examining a man's death in the mountains ends up meeting and developing feelings for the dead man's mysterious wife during his persistent investigation. The film won Park Chang-wook the Best Director Award at this year's Cannes Film Festival and was selected as the South Korean entry for the Best International Feature Film at the 95th Academy Awards. Next up is Holy Spider, an internationally co-produced Persian-language crime thriller. Based on the true story of a serial killer who targeted sex workers in Iran, the film depicts a fictional journalist as she descends into the dark underbelly of the holy city and investigates a killer who believes he is cleansing the streets of sinners. Director Ali Abbasi has said, My intention was not to make a serial killer movie. I wanted to make a movie about a serial killer society. It is about the deep-rooted misogyny within Iranian society, which is not specifically religious or political, but cultural. Instead of making another movie about different ways a man can kill and mutilate women, we want to underline the complexity of the issue and the stakes on different sides, especially on behalf of the victims. The next Fantastic Fest entry comes from Mexico. Disappear Completely follows a crime scene photographer who becomes the target of a witch's curse that strips away his senses, threatening to eventually reduce him to a husk of a human, technically alive but unable to feel anything. If you're looking for psychological conflict and the dark liberation of witches within your thriller, Disappear Completely might be the one for you. Medusa Deluxe may just be the closest thing to a Jalo featured at this year's festival, The film is a murder mystery set in a competitive hairdressing competition. This one-shot whodunit features cinematography by Robbie Ryan, who shot The Favorite in American Honey, with A24 holding the distribution rights. Last up, we have Solomon King, a 1974 American independent blaxploitation action crime film that has been remastered and is being re-released this year. This film follows an ex-CIA agent who travels to the Middle East to avenge his girlfriend's murder. Shot on location in Oakland with a cast of non-professional actors and costumes provided by a clothing store owned by the director, Solomon King is an early example of the DIY spirit that later came to define independent cinema. The film was thought to be lost, but a highly successful Kickstarter campaign raised money to restore it, bringing it to Fantastic Fest for the first time in years. I am so excited to be covering this festival again as press and bringing you reviews and more straight from Austin, Texas. 
Fantastic Fest at Home is the virtual companion to the festival that gives you access to a collection of new titles from this year's edition in a new online-only selection of programming. Fantastic Fest at Home runs right after the in-person fest, starting Thursday, September 29th through Tuesday, October 4th. The virtual component is geo-locked to U.S. residents only, and badges are available to purchase through September 28th, so get yours now at fantasticfest.com. As for what I've been watching since last episode, I must put a spotlight on Barbarian. Five out of five, no notes, go in blind, watch it now in theaters. Barbarian. I also watched this month's Jalo, The French Sex Murders from 1972. This episode will contain spoilers. You can watch The French Sex Murders on Tubi. A petty criminal named Antoine is blamed for the murder of a prostitute who is killed at Madame Colette's exclusive brothel in Paris. The murder seems like an open and shut case. Antoine is quickly found guilty and sentenced to death by guillotine, but not before vowing to return from the grave to avenge his wrongful conviction. At the last moment, he manages to escape from prison transfer, but is then decapitated in a motorcycle accident. The judge who sentenced Antoine to death later turns up murdered, and then, one by one, the prostitutes at Madame Colette's end up dead as well. A scientist obtains the criminal's severed head from the morgue for purposes of experimentation. (laughs) There's a half-hearted implication that the killer's severed head may have possessed someone. Everyone believes that Antoine is causing the murders to happen and that he is wreaking havoc from beyond the grave. But don't worry, Inspector Fontaine, a Humphrey Bogart lookalike, is on the case. The French sex murders include such jalo elements as a black-gloved killer, a liberal dose of nudity, inept police, a woman being slapped in the face, repeatedly, and music by Bruno Nicolai. A product of Italy and Germany, the film is also known as Murder in Paris, Murder on 17th Avenue, The Paris Sex Murders, and The Boogeyman and the French Murders. As is often the case with international co-productions, the making of the French sex murders is more interesting than the film itself. Producer Dick Randall was a colorful, larger-than-life character who made his living by making cheap, trashy movies and selling them around the world. He also fled the U.S. in the late 60s over an outstanding debt with shady businessmen. Dick Randall contributed to the Kung Fu explosion in Hong Kong before settling in Rome for a series of low-grade thrillers and horror films, and he shows up in this film as a brothel client. Also appearing in a small part is bodybuilder Gordon Mitchell as a drunk nightclub patron who gets kicked out by an owner who is half his size. The French Sex Murders looks good on paper by virtue of its interesting cast. Rosalba Neri, Evelyn Kraft, Howard Vernon, and Anita Eckberg each have a substantial presence. You would recognize Anita Eckberg from The Killer Nun and The Alphabet Murders, Here, she plays a brothel owner who is stressed out over her murdered employees. Barbara Boucher, a Jalo staple, also has a small but memorable part in this film. The French Sex Murders is set in Paris, but was largely shot in Rome. There are some interesting experiments with color throughout the film. 
Most of the murder scenes feature a decisive blow repeated several times, with the image tinted a different color for each shot and accompanied by a sting on the soundtrack. Again, this is a Bruno Nicolai soundtrack. I was not a big fan of the use of solarization in this, but the bold colorization may have been an attempt by the editor to liven up the mundane directing. Another case of the production being more interesting than the actual film is the background of the film's editor. Bruno Mattei was an Italian film director, screenwriter, and editor who directed exploitation films in many genres, including women in prison, nunsploitation, zombie, mondo, cannibal, and Nazi exploitation films. Bruno's films often followed popular genre trends of the era. Whenever a film or genre became popular, he directed his own unsanctioned remake or unofficial sequel. This film, The French Sex Murders, has a jam-packed 91-minute runtime. It features 10 deaths, but only 5 murders by our killer. The methods of killing include beaten with a lamp, decapitated with a sword, strangled, among others. Special effects artist Carlo Rambaldi handled the throat slashings and beheadings that take place in the movie. I spoke about Carlo in last month's episode discussing a bay of blood. This is just a happy coincidence. (laughs) Carlo had the distinct honor of being the first special effects artist to be required to prove that his work in a film was not real on Lucio Fulci's A Lizard in a Woman's Skin. Please, please, please listen to the last episode, A Bay of Blood. I'm talking all about the infamous Video Nasties list, and I have a great guest joining me. The French Sex Murders is one of the more convoluted jolly I've watched recently. I wouldn't say it's boring. Again, it has a jam-packed 90-minute runtime. There's a lot going on, but the pacing is all over the place, and it sometimes feels like a parody of a mystery thriller. It's very thin in plot. Everything of note narrative-wise is reduced in about five minutes towards the end of the film. It just doesn't add up to much. The French Sex Murders isn't a very good or very sexy film, as the title might make you think, but I would recommend it for Jalo Completus and for The Curious. If you are looking for something sexy and mysterious, try the forbidden photos of a lady above suspicion on Shudder or strip nude for your killer on Tubi. Also, something else to look forward to. Dario Argento's Dark Glasses is coming to U.S. theaters on October 7th. The film follows an Italian escort who is attacked and blinded by a serial killer in an attempted murder. Dark Glasses is directed and co-written by Dario Argento. It's his first directorial work since Dracula 3D in 2012. In addition to the October 7th U.S. theatrical release, Dark Glasses will have its streaming debut on Shudder on October 13th. Jalo of the Month Club is now on Letterboxd. Follow the list titled Jalo of the Month Club for every movie reviewed on this podcast. You can also follow on Twitter and Instagram at Jalo Club for all the Jalo goodness you can handle, as well as Fantastic Fest 2022 news and reviews. The podcast logo design is by Vegan Patches on Instagram. Theme music is by Dream Division. You can find Dream Division's music on Instagram at Dream Division Music and on Bandcamp at dreamdivision.bandcamp.com. 
You can follow myself, your host, Diana, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at DianaNK. It's Diana with two N's. Pro tip, if you follow me on Letterboxd, you'll likely know which movie will be featured on the next episode before it's announced based on my viewing history. And I don't mean just the next episode, like October. I mean every month I log what I watch. So, you know, you get a little hint at what's to come. I'm your host, Diana Koch, and you've been listening to Jalo of the Month Club. <laughs> <laughs>